Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. I'm Chip Chantry. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, Kahuna? Uh, not much. You know, I'm Chip Chantry now, so I live in Philadelphia and I'm depressed and miserable. So, <laughs> is I'm that right. his? Is is that his? Uh... Sure. Let's make it that thing. Okay. How are you though, buddy? I'm doing all right. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. I feel like we're we're we were on semi summer hiatus, and uh, we're we're starting to uh, roll these out again. Yeah, we got we had some uh, we had a busy summer, but it's nice to have you back. It's nice to be back with his haircut. Don't you kind of want to just say welcome back, welcome back, welcome back? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, with me today, two of my favorite, well, one of these people is like my favorite person mm -hmm. ever. You know it. Um, but I got one of my favorite comedians and, uh, podcast hosts with me. Welcome back to the show, KP Burke. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invite, buddy. Host of American Loser. It's coming back also on a summer hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. You know what your daughter asked me before? What? I said, hey, did you go to camp this year? And she goes, um, why would I not? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to, I didn't want to explain to her that KP's parents were teachers, so we never had money to go to camp. Well, KP's real parents could have sent him to camp. It's but, possible. Uh, it's possible. KP KP was adopted, and um, usually I feel like you're adopted and you get uh, like you upgrade, like you get taken out of a yes. And you got adopted and like you downgraded. It's weird. So my sister got out of a very bad situation. Carrie would have been um, a trailer person if she had not been rescued, if you will, by my parents. And I would have been attending Christian Brothers Academy <laughs> and been spending my summers on the water in Seagirt. Yeah. And you're like, nope, nope. You're going to a shop teacher in Passaic County, New Jersey. <laughs> nah, that sounds like you got rescued, bro. It's uh, a win is a win. All right. And uh, if I was from, if I was one of those... CBA people. I don't know if you'd be allowed to talk to me, Kahuna. All right. Oh shit! That's it's it. like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Sorry, yes. Lila. Old money, as they would say. <laughs> with us today, I'm so obsessed. By the way, with like old money versus new money. I, I, you, your Hampton story is still one of my favorites. If you haven't checked out that episode, Ken tells it at the live one we did at the Red Bank Comedy Festival. It's a top five comedy story ever. <laughs> Lila, I don't know if I've told you this. My, by, by the way, sort of all over the place. My other guest today is, um, I mentioned, my favorite human being on the planet. If that's true. Vinny Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My daughter, Lila Krantz. What's up, Lila? Uh, hi. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. Yeah? Yeah. I can't tell if uh, you're saying that sincerely <laughs> <laughs> or if even like you're aware you probably could have done better podcasts today. Sincerely. Oh, okay, good. Yep. You got to respect the kid's honesty. Um, Understood. Yeah, well, her camp ended la yesterday was her last day at camp. Uh -huh. So when I told her I was looking to record a podcast – on Robbie Robertson and the band today, she was like, oh, well, I, I need to be a part of that. So big fan of the band, huh, Lila? No, no. Not even a little? No. <laughs> so uh. we, I, I, played, I played her some of their music 
And and let me just start by saying, Sir KP, the band you you have to, we've had many conversations, correct, about the band, and and it's they're they're maybe your favorite band if they're, not if like not a top. Them, it's uh, it's them, Pearl Jam, and Tom Waits. That's the three music artists where I'm like, this is that 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 would be like people I would get tattoos of. That's yeah. how important this band is to me. And apparently. <laughs> Um, who's got their phone? Now that's me. I'm sorry. Let me. Yeah, uh, he has it. Here, let me. Lila roast him. Um, I just airplane moded it. All right. But you're uh, not an airplane. No, I'm not. That technically makes you a liar. So. You're a liar. <laughs> well, you know what they should call it because it makes your phone go all dark and quiet, like silent. That's not true. They should Wait, just call yes it. it is. Yeah. They should just call it like um, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Depression Mode. <laughs> oh it should be Depression Mode. Depeche Mode. That's a great joke, by the way. That's just a great joke. And calling them Depression Mode is accurate, too, by the way, Lila. Emo Mode. Emo Mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought I thought it would be fun today, uh, KP, if you could share your love of the band with us, and maybe we could um, even convince Lila that they're not so bad. Well, she was. I, I was curious, so let me know just how much work I have to put in here. So, what you, on a scale of one to ten, ten being you love them, one being that um, it was unforgivable that you had to listen to them. Where would you rank the band? Two or three. Two or three. That bad. Maybe four. Uh, Wait, like four out of ten? Like that doesn't sound too bad. No, she she's hating them, but it's better than the sound of uh, you know uh, nails on a chalkboard. Oh, I like where you're going with oh. that. Okay, interesting. Okay, I, but Lila, there's so many things about this band to love, right? Like first yes. off, let's just start. Um, you have a band uh, of that's almost entirely Canadian, Correct. right? Robbie, everybody but Levon Helms. That's how American Levon Helm is, that his American just spread throughout all the Canadian boys. Right. Yeah. Well, that's sort of what I was going to touch on was that you have this band of mostly Canadians and they are arguably like one of the most American bands of all time. Mm -hmm. True. They fall into categories like Southern rock, um, Americana, uh, American folk music. They fall into absolutely the amount the instruments that are getting busted out. There's not many people playing the mandolin right now. Uh, the accordion gets busted out by them. Uh, there's a deep, deep, deep love that we both kind of have for the blues. That kind of probably mm -hmm. is what drew you into them, I imagine. Um, so they play every possible genre of music. And the, one of the coolest things I heard was one of my senior chiefs in the Navy when he found out I was into the band. Definitely a level of respect went up, similar to how Lila's respect of me went down. <laughs> um, the inverse of that, all right. But um, he told me he said uh, he said that was a cool band because that was musicians. If someone was a musician in school, that was their favorite band, right? Whoever was playing music, like these guys are cool. That yeah. was like so. In the way that we would like Colin Quinn as a comedian's comedian, this was a musician's musician, right? You know, in terms of how you know, the the squad they put right. together, right? They were somehow a back of the room band that made it. Uh, huge. Yeah, and it's weird too because there, there's so many people. Lila, had you ever heard of them before your dad mentioned them to you? 
by the way, your phone is supposed to be on depression mode. <laughs> Why is it know. not on depression mode? I don't mode? know. I put it on airplane mode, and it's, it's still it's depression uh, mode. No, it's <laughs> nope, to the pit. Nope. It's depression mode. I had hit, I hit the uh, flashlight. <laughs> it was never on it. What? <laughs> I was like, Why are you putting on the flashlight? Right before you put it into depression mode on your phone, it should say, "Enjoy the silence." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a win. That's a win. That is. Um, here, uh, Lila, does so does the fact that that this ragtag group of Canadians somehow ended up becoming one of the most influential American bands of all time? Does that impress you at all? No, because <laughs> how? Like it goes. Oh, I want to be um in a Canadian band. Boom, America. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's 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 how it happened. Uh, they were they were banging around Toronto, and they're all they're all teenagers at the time. Not America, by the way. Not not American teenagers. Canada, by the way, a relatively new country. If you think about like when Canada got super populated, what do you got? I like this. We just agreeing. Yeah. Okay. See, you know, we're on the, it's not always going to be, uh, you know, adversarial between us. Uh, Canada's kind of a new country. Uh, the 1970s, they actually had a very interesting thing. It's controversial too, depending on how you look at it. But Canada had all this country that they needed people to come into. So what they did, because they were a sovereign uh, nation, if you will, of uh, England, they told everybody from England and then also people from India and other parts of the world, as long as you could work in like a, an infrastructure thing, they were trying to build up tech at the time and manufacturing. So they opened up immigration to all sorts of people. So that's when you had all these people coming over there to finally inhabit Canada because otherwise it was extremely rural. Most everybody was a farmer or a fisherman or something like that. And it really – it wasn't worth conquering because when we tried to do it in the War of 1812, we realized, well, they don't even conquer their own country. There's too much of it. So you have this huge mass influx of Canadians here. They don't truly have an identity yet, which I think is why eventually those kids outside of the big cities, they took on a persona because there just was none up there. Canada was very bland, uh, more more bland than it is now, and we still rip on them for being bland. So it was all worth right. thinking about. But so, Lila, knowing all that, <laughs> does that – no. Um, so, Lila, so these these kids – they're they they're they're teenagers. They're banging around in bar bands. It's Robbie Robertson who is. Um, I don't think he gets the credit as a legit guitar hero, but Robbie Robertson is one of the great. He was like um, he should like be a on prodigy. Top 10 list. Yeah, he was yeah. like a, he was like a child prodigy. And I want to say this if you're going to mention it, but there's a great because the biggest thing for me is I saw the last waltz. And I liked it, but it wasn't until about almost 10 years later when I had a little bit more of a better palette for music and I watched it. And I was like, this was this was important. This was magic that they caught on taper. And there's one scene, and it, it, we're going to talk about Clapton eventually, mm -hmm. I'm sure of it. Yep. But the scene when Clapton comes out and they do further up on the road, if you look for this, it's pretty great. There's a couple weird things about Robbie specifically in The Last Waltz, but one of them that I love where he's actually a good guy. He's a bad guy in a lot of the story. Um, the part where he's a good guy is Eric Clapton, his guitar actually comes unstrapped. 
Did you ever see this? I have. I've seen the movie yeah. a million times. Oh yeah, but it's, I don't... it's a minor detail, and they cut away from it very quickly. But Clapton is sitting there jamming. Clapton, Clapton is God. This is Clapton is God time frame, and he's just shredding it up on further up on the road. And his back guitar strap, I think on the back of the guitar, falls off. And he has to grab the guitar real quick like that. And almost seamlessly, the camera pulls out. And you just see Robbie takes over on lead. And it's better. <laughs> it's like, like his impromptu, like, oh, let me help you out here real quick. And he just can't not be that good. He was so, I mean, you know, I too, the other thing that Robbie Robertson is so good at guitar that they're like, I don't know if, like, clap, like, you're great. But I don't know if we need you in our band. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. Well, there's story. a story. Eric Clapton wanted to join the band. Now, Lila, um, are 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 you aware of Eric Clapton? Do you know the name? Kind of. Yeah, Lila, have you ever pressed up against a window in an apartment building before? <laughs> Lila, Lila, don't answer that. <laughs> he he wasn't there. He gets a bad rap. Um, there was um. There was a thing involving one of his Would kids. I'll you tell you. Know my name? <laughs> I'll tell you uh, years from now. I love you so much, Ken. Um, uh, Eric Clapton, Lila, was considered one of the best guitarists who ever lived. What about Robbie Robertson? Yeah, well, Robbie Robertson. That's where it gets fun. Yes. So, Robbie Robertson, they 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 put this band, and we're jumping all over the place here. But after the band's first album comes out, music from the Big Pink, and it was at a time, Lila, you have to understand that rock music was getting very indulgent at this point. There was people doing ten-minute organ solos and guitar solos, and everybody wanted to show you what a virtuoso they were. And the band came along and they used uh, harmonies and simple rhythms and and just plain like plain rock music. And um, they were doing the opposite of what everyone else was doing. And it blew everybody away uh, to the point where Eric Clapton, you might remember, was in this band called Cream, which was a very heavy, loud, psychedelic, hard rock, three-piece band. So that's technically metal. It was It was almost like before metal. They didn't yeah. have a word for it yet. Metal wasn't really, that, but this is, yeah. you're, you're right. But it was, it, was, it was like prototype heavy metal music. And when Eric Clapton heard this very simple sort of like roots type of music coming out of America, he quit Cream. And he went to Woodstock, New York to track these guys down because he wanted to join their band. And you know what they told him? Get lost. They told him no. Yeah, because tracking them down. A little creepy. You know, Lala's got a point there. It's a little creepy. <laughs> yep. It's not creepy back then, but it's creepy now. <laughs> it's both. You, now you could just DM them on social media. Hey, I really love your music. Would love to work together. But this guy just shows up, leaves a country. Also, I think he quit Cream, right? Yeah, he quit Cream. Yeah. He did quit like, Cream. He, he, heard, he, quit. he quit Cream. Yeah, he, he quit. That's the reason Cream broke up oh. is wow. because the band <laughs> put out music from Big Pink. Well, they're, they're crazy, too, because we are jumping all over. And that's my fault because I get excited talking about this topic. Um, but they were playing little tiny dinky places. And but they were because there was they were almost Canada's cool because it cut them off from a lot of influences like they could have 
if they were in America and the music machine got a hold of them, the industry, if you will, mm -hmm. and they're like, guys, guys, what if you just do this? Focus on this one particular thing. Um, it probably could have ruined them. They would have been good at that one thing because they were so talented, but they did everything and they had to learn how to play. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about Ronnie Hawkins sure. at all. Yeah. Who also died not too long ago. No. A couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I found out about it from Robbie Robertson's Instagram page, which, by the way, if you're I, I don't know if you follow his Instagram page. I don't. It's uh, it was him posting stuff for a while. Yeah, and it, it was pretty great. He posts a lot of cool old stuff. And uh, every now and then the Instagram algorithm will get something right where they're like, OK, you seem to like posts about Robbie Robertson, you know, talking about the blues or an old thing of them doing like, you know, uh, behind the scenes B-sides from, you know, Big Pink or whatever. So now I get a lot of those videos, which is great, which balances out the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders that I follow. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway, but um, so they, they had a cool sound that was they were able to do everything, though, because they had to be because you had to be a variety act on the road, which is what Ronnie Hawkins made them. So there is no band without Ronnie Hawkins, but they all at one point hated Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah. So Ronnie Hawkins is this. um Guitar player, band leader out of Arkansas. That's okay. I see you got you got a boo boo. Um, Lila, this is show business. You gotta you gotta play hurt. You gotta play through the blood and the pain, blood, sweat, and tears. And actually, no tears. Yeah. If you cry, I'll cry. I'm a sympathetic crier. Okay. <laughs> um, not kidding. What what Ron, Lila? Listen to what listen to what this guy used to do. So what what Ronnie Hawkins would do, he was like the most popular rock act around Toronto. And and by the way, I was looking at it today. Robbie Robertson joined Ronnie Hawkins when he was 16 years old, I think, oh, in, in 1958. <laughs> 19 like what? yeah, 1958 like rock and roll was still in its, in its infancy, infancy yeah. you know, like he was there for like what is rock star like in 1952, that, 1953? That's why you have to I guess that's why the blues and the rockabilly stuff had to be part of the whole thing too, you know. Right, I got a tissue. Um so Lila, what he would do is he would have Ronnie uh Hawkins and he he called the band the Hawks. And what he would do is they would play their concert every night and then after the concert and they were usually playing bars or or tiny little clubs after the concert when the concert was over and you'd want to go home and maybe go to sleep or you'd want to go out and blow off some steam after the show you know what this guy would do he, what he would make them practice he would take them to a rehearsal space or a studio and make them play songs Till all hours of the night. Till At like, like 1 p.m.? No, like 1 a.m., like in the middle of the night. And, um, oh, wait, you know what? I got something. Um, oh, my God, is that from us? No, it's just a little, uh, she's just got a little, what, did you pick your scab? It's okay. I'm not in trouble. Um, 
So he would he would take them. He would after the concert, he would he would make them practice more, and by doing that, they all became incredible at their instruments because they were playing and practicing. Yeah, but that's like doing homework after bedtime. Right. True. So how do you uh, – so I was just uh, I was just explaining to Lila that after Ronnie Hawkins would, would play with the band, um, at the end of the night when the concert was over, instead of letting them go home or do whatever they wanted, he would drag them back into the studio. Practice. And, pra- and make them practice. Ugh. And they hated it. But they also all became like master musicians pretty quickly. Totally. It's like, uh, it's a little bit like, did you see Karate Kid? No. I saw trailers though. <laughs> That's a good answer. So in Karate Kid, there's, it seems like he's being mean to him by making him wash cars and stuff like that, but he's actually teaching him the moves. So it winds up becoming a thing that he learns from. So these guys all became really good musicians because of that which I thought was awesome. He was, they said, such a disciplinarian, though. Yeah. If they got caught smoking cigarettes, uh, if they brought their girlfriends to band practice. No, they. I was reading, if they brought their girlfriends to the shows, he would find them. Even the shows? Not, he didn't even want them bringing their girlfriends to the shows because he thought that, like, if if their girlfriends got tickets, that was just for four girls that he couldn't hit on after that like those th- that that made the pool of unavailable women comedy club owner <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at him by the way he was um kahuna can you pull up um uh what was the song they did on last waltz well that was they actually it's a george i am so dumb i thought it was a george thurgood song i didn't realize thurgood was doing tributes to the blues yeah but it was uh, which one? No, it's, it's a Bo Diddley song. Uh, who right. do you love? Yes, who do you love? Pull up, pull up, Lila. I want you to watch. I want you to watch. Uh, I want you to watch this gentleman and just—he's got charisma. There's no like you can see why he would be very fun. George as like your No, 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 no. Uh, Ronnie, do the band. Who do you love? Ronnie Hawkins. And then Ronnie Hawkins should pop right up because it was part of the last waltz. All right, give me just un momento. Lila, I want I want you to take a stab when we pull this up at how old this fellow was. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified because at the time, are you okay? I think he looked. Um, so let's see. I'll tell you what. We can even soft up. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be brave right now. Lila, how old do you think I am? There's no wrong answers. Yes, there is. Say it into the mic. Um. She thought Ken was 70 earlier. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. 44. You know what? Could be worse. Could be worse. I'm 35. You know what I was told recently? I was told that I age like an avocado. (laughs) (laughs) What? Justin Silver told me that. That's really funny. But avocados turn brown eventually. Like they tan. It's a – yeah. Well, I I don't know if I'm getting towards my ripeness or I'm long since past it. (laughs) That's it? So here you go. That is it. Yeah. I like his cowboy hat because it bent down forward. And for some reason that that looked cool to me. All right, Lila. This gentleman in the cowboy hat. How how old do you think this guy is over here? 
You were only nine years off on Maybe, me. Maybe um, late 50s, early 60s. Late 50s, early 60s yeah, is a great guess. I, I, I'm close to on her side on this one, too. He's 41. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the big kahuna, dude. <laughs> what? All right, but. He looks old. Yeah, he looks very old. But Lila, listen. This is classic blues. This is classic blues and rock. Tell me what you think. No. No? No. No. Okay. Okay. Lila, I have a question for you. What is it about that music that's not gelling with you? Like, what's not clicking? That's a good question. Okay. Basically, it's like rock mixed with blues mixed with this much, like, 1% of country. Yes. Interesting. That's actually, yeah. But, But that's why. But now, do you not like country music? Is that your is that your problem? Yep. Okay. And you. So you so if it if it had less country esque elements, you think you would like it a little more? Probably. Okay. Then you know what song she might like? Uh take a load off The weight? Maybe. It's less country. Yeah. I think the weight's a pretty good one. You wanna try you wanna try another song and see if we've sold you on them? Yeah. You know, I heard um, there's a great documentary, uh, not just The Last Waltz, but... uh, This wheel is on fire? No. Oh, did they make a documentary out of that? No, but that was Levon's book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, the the Robbie Robertson one, uh, Once We're Brothers. Have oh, you seen I, that? I have to watch that. That you was haven't on my seen list. That? No, I, I'm such, I have such terrible luck with them. I have not watched that yet. Now Robbie's dead. And I had a chance to see Levon Helm in Jacksonville. And my girl at the time said, oh, I have work tomorrow. Do we have to go? And I was like, ah, don't worry. I'll catch him the next time he comes through. He's dead within three months. Oh. So always go see these people when you can, folks. That's my point. Facts. My brother got the my brother got the opportunity to see B.B. King two months before he passed away. Did he go or he did, he, did he, he blow went. it? No, he went. But like you realize how rare those opportunities are. So yeah. See the legacy acts. Yes. Still yeah. I passed up. My worst one is um, I had a college professor who I was like kind of friendly with. We would talk music and he invited me to a Joe Strummer concert. Oh, dude. And I just remember thinking it was like a little weird that my college professor asked. So I didn't go. And then he was dead like within the year. And I was like, oh, I should have gone with that creepy college <laughs> professor to see Joe Strummer. I thought you were going to be like, I had a chance to see Dave Matthews, but then somebody had to break their water and go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, Lila, if you can, because you're helping me make my arguments here for the band in a second. So I know your dad's got great taste in music. Mm, um, yeah. What uh, What bands do you like? That he likes? Or no, just you. No, what do you, you like? Because I'm, I'm curious if the stuff you like would credit the band as something that was influential to them. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. The Gorillas. You know what? I would argue that that is a that's actually a solid choice because Gorillas. Yeah. 
gorillas do a lot of alternative pop and rock. So a lot of that type of music has its basis in R&B and blues. Ah, you can't have R&B without blues. That's the key. You can't yeah. have. That's what the B stands for. Mm-hmm. R&B is rhythm and blues. Did we so just blow your mind a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so the gorillas, who else? Do you like any bands that play like just all, like they all, all the musicians are on stage playing at the same time? She does like No deep. pressure. I don't really know. Yeah, think about it. Well, let's talk about it. You like um, you like some Van Halen songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like some um, you like uh, some Blondie songs. I do. Oh, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> you liked Amy Winehouse. You like some of her songs. She's cool. She's knee deep in the blues, and then also. Uh, to be a jazz singer, you have to have some blues to you as well, I think. They could do everything, by the way. If you listen to the band, they're going to have some tracks that sound like it's jazz. The stuff I like the, mo- the best was bluesy rock stuff. They have some country stuff in there too. So you were very, very um, – it was a good catch on that. But they had to play everything because Ronnie Hawkins was like a variety show act. He would travel. It was like seeing – um, if you couldn't go on YouTube and check out music or whatever, you'd have to go see whoever the local person was coming through. And when he had a following coming through, like a guy like Ronnie Hawkins, like, oh, he plays everything. You want like, you want some of that rock and rock and roll stuff. You want rockabilly stuff. You want to hear a good country song. He could play everything. And they all did covers too. So it made them very, very well-rounded musicians. And again, they were just a couple of dumb kids from Canada. One of the original names of their band though, Ken, I think you knew this one, right? They were originally going to be called, um, that they were it was Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks. Yeah. Then it was uh, when they fired Ronnie Hawkins, and they were going to be Levon and the Hawks. Yeah. But I think for a hot minute there, they wanted to be known as the Honkies, the Honkies, and the Crackers, the Crackers. <laughs> and might as well call yourselves Corny Corn and the Corns. Uh, Jesus. Well, that was so avant-garde for the time too to be called well, the, that. The, that was almost a punk name to the, have. The record label uh, wouldn't allow it. Uh, I, I, I believe it. Man, it was crazy. So you want to know how they ended up being known as the band, Lila? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about their time with Bob Dylan. Well, that that's what made them Wait, famous. Yeah. You've heard of Bob Dylan, right? Yeah. Daddy's played a lot yeah. of Bob Dylan for you. Best thing yeah. I ever heard about Bob Dylan, too. My old partner, Gene, huge Grateful Dead fan. His wife and him, they met years later, but realized they were at a bunch of the same Grateful Dead concerts. And Lila, you know your dad is a huge Grateful Dead fan. Um, But uh, (laughs) this is what I thought was one of the funniest things. Um, They went and saw a couple of the shows that the band was the backing band before Mm -hmm. they were famous. And uh, his wife had the funniest quote. She goes, I've seen Bob Dylan at least over a dozen times. Sometimes it was the greatest concert I've ever seen. A lot of times it was the worst concert I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So Bob De- – by the way, I turn the last waltz off when he comes on. It's um, – yeah, I have seen Bob Dylan a handful of times and it is always so hit or miss. Oof. But, Lila, this is pretty famous. So Bob Dylan was a folk singer. You know what folk music is? It's No. It's like one dude or a lady just with an acoustic like guitar. Like Ed Sheeran. Like 
<laughs> I wish. I wish. I know it's a, an audio, an audio medium here, but the face your daughter just she looks made like she hilarious. just threw up in her mouth, right? Yeah, she just goes. She goes. Oh my god! What do you mean the dog's gone? <laughs> you made me laugh pretty hard, Lila. Guess what? What? I also like suburban. You do like suburban. And Melanie Martinez. Mm-hmm. But you don't like Ed Sheeran. I, I like some of his songs. So you know how Ed never has he's always he's gonna be kind of folksy, I would guess, mm-hmm. right? He's trying to do like a stripped down bare bones thing on stage. That's what Bob Dylan's doing at the time when your dad's about to tell us what happened. So Lila, so folk music was really big. And when Bob Dylan came out, he was like the biggest folk music folk musician on the planet, right? Everybody wants to go see him. And his dumb little acoustic guitar. <laughs> and then he gets this, he, he makes up his mind. He wants to start playing rock and roll, right? Uh-huh. So. Well, that and I think the crowds were getting so big that you couldn't play acoustic instruments anymore. So guys had stage fright. Van Morrison had legit stage fright. The band wrote the song Stage Fright about Van Morrison because he would refuse to go out on stage because he would play a small club, like one that like maybe me and your dad could be on a show of. And then he'd have to go play a big sold out like mega theater, like Madison Square Garden. And he'd be so scared he wouldn't go out on stage. So then you got to have louder instruments and stuff. Um, so what happened was Bob Dylan decides he wants to start playing rock music uh-huh. and he wants to plug his instruments in, play an electric guitar instead of an acoustic guitar. And at the time, nobody wanted to hear him doing rock music. Everybody loved his folk music so much, right? Yeah. It would be like, imagine if you turned on Teen Titans Go expecting to see Um, like. I don't know. Uh, a, a 15 minute comedy, right? Like you're, yeah. you're turning it on because you want to laugh. Yeah. Or like Gumball or Big City Games. Right. And then you turn it on and they've it's taken heavy. all the jokes out and it's now like an hour long drama. Wouldn't, would you, okay. wouldn't you hate that? First of all, that's long African flamingo. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Kahuna. Let me explain. <laughs> so she just she just said something that made Kahuna make what we call on my show a a breaking moment. <laughs> she said, "Well, I'll explain. It's a bit of an inside joke." Um, I was telling her I was telling her how Dylan decides to plug in and start playing rock music, betraying the art form. Right, and I said, "Imagine if you went to turn on uh, Teen Titans Go." The big city green, expecting expecting to watch a fifteen minute comedy. Like you want to turn it on because you want to laugh, right? Right, because you feel like you're in the mood to laugh, and now they've turned it into an hour long drama with no with no jokes. And I'm like, that's a long African flamingo. And second of all, drama's not my thing. Right, exactly. So that's what people were thinking. Like, unless uh, it's Real Housewives. Let me let me. <laughs> Or Temptation Island? <laughs> no. She, I'm going to get you to watch Temptation Island with me one day. Nobody likes it. I like it. And um, Nicole. Yes. And, and Everly. Yes. And. Right. wonder if Gypsy likes it. I, Gypsy's a dog. <laughs> um, 
Um, so African, African flamingo. flamingo. So she yes. says, she comes to me one day and says, hey, dad, I know what AF stands for. And then I got nervous and I was like, you do? Like what? And she said, African flamingo. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we'll go with that. <laughs> so... That's yeah, that's exactly what that is. So I was like, that's inaccurate, African flamingo. Um, so what happens, Lila, is Bob Dylan decides he wants to play rock and roll music. But to play rock and roll music, he needs a great rock band. Like me. Well, sort of like you, but even uh, more accurately, more like Levon Helm and, and Robbie Robertson and – uh, Garth Hudson and you got to find Rick these guys Danko. that don't have their own stuff. They have their own stuff, but they're not more famous where they'd be a distraction. And by the way, to, to be fair, let me see if I can do it. It's Garth Hudson, Richard Manuel, uh, um, Rick Danko. By the way, coolest name in rock. Yes, Rick yeah. Danko, Robbie Robertson. Yeah, we already said Garth Hudson um, and Levon. And Levon. That would that would be it, right? Yeah. It's just the five of them, wasn't right. it? Right. Right. Well, the original. Correct. Yeah. So well said. Um. So Lila, they so he needs a rock and roll band to play this rock music, and he takes the band on the road with them. Okay. But what happens is nobody wants to hear Bob Dylan play rock and roll music. This yeah. is 1966. He's still Whoa. he's still at the height of his folk fame. And what would happen is Robbie Robertson describes this in The Last Waltz, and I think it's so funny. Um, he says every night they would they would get to the venue, mm -hmm. they would set up their gear, their equipment, they would okay, play the concert, people would boo them from beginning to end. They said <laughs> they would throw bottles, they would throw food. That hurts. They would throw things at them. Probably the best gig of their life, money-wise. Bob Dylan. So your dad's very funny. Your dad's one of my favorite comedians, right? But if a really, really big comedian came by, like a very famous one. Like and brought you. And You've been on the news. Um, <laughs> my my three band field appearances notwithstanding. Um, let's say a very big famous, uh, let, let's say. Like Chris Rock. I've been on the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. I forgot your kid has better credits than me. All right, I gotta work on myself. It's <laughs> better credits. I wanna than work me. on myself, Lila. I'll figure myself out. <laughs> but a big, big act comes by and brings your dad on the road, and your dad's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make good money. I can hang out with my daughter more. I can buy new stuff for. It's gonna help my career." And then the crowd hates him the entire time, to the point where they're getting stuff thrown at him and getting it's it's mean. It's a mean thing happening. Did that ever happen to you in a period of your lifetime? <laughs> Have I ever been booed? Yep. Yes, of course. I was booed. I've been booed off the stage. <laughs> I, I was there for a couple of them, not all of them. So, but the thing was this, even if they did something amazing and your dad writes great jokes and this band was very, very talented, it didn't matter because they thought it was betrayal of the art form. So that was the thing. They were getting in a lot of trouble for that. So they got booed like crazy. Um, they thought Dylan was getting booed. And by the way, Dylan's big enough where he can say, I can take it on the chin. The band is like, uh, did we just ruin our careers? I'm not sure. Well, we might be done. They So apparently, and I always thought this was so cool of Bob Dylan. Um, everybody in Bob Dylan's camp is like, 
hey, you're insane. Like, you have to ditch these losers. Everybody clearly hates them. Like, ditch them and get back to doing what got you here. And to his credit, Bob Dylan doubled down, would not ditch them, and even recruits them to go to Nashville to record Blonde on Blonde. Okay. Which, Lila, you might know, is uh, considered if one of, if not Bob Dylan's greatest record of all time. If I know your dad, he probably listened to it while he was holding a baby you and cried. <laughs> if I know your dad, that happened. Um, it may have. Who can remember? Um, but Robbie Robertson said that they would just every every week, uh, every night, they would get booed. They would set up the gear, get booed from beginning to end break down the gear, go to the next city and do it all over again. <laughs> and he said that it just always used to struck him like what a bizarre way to earn a living. That's it. <laughs> You're taking True. the thing you love and then they're making it miserable, but it's paying well. It's a weird thing. Yep. Yeah, it's comedy. <laughs> it uh, sure is. And doubling down and keeping somebody, you know, that it's tough to do. Tough to do. But Bob Dylan's pretty rad for what he did on that one. The – uh I think it got so bad that Levon Helm actually left. Music. Oh, this this is so funny. Yeah, well, go, yeah. So he Do leaves. I have it right? Yeah, he left in the middle of the tour. Lila, this is how miserable Levon Helm was. In this, in his depression era. Yeah, this was this was a dep this was depression mode for him. Um, he would uh, he quit a month into the Dylan tour. To go work on an oil rig. Yep. I think like to go do Dylan, manual labor. I it's think, one of the hardest jobs out there, I too. I think one of the – I think Dylan Tour is better than that. Yes. You'd I, think. You'd think, but he was so miserable that he left. Is. He didn't know he was coming back either. They had to talk him into coming back. He left. I want to say it was almost two years he was gone. I don't think it was that long. I don't know how – he missed a good chunk of a world tour yeah, to, to go, work and on And that's the hardest. Rig. Like those people are all on steroids. They're all crazy and you live out on an oil rig. It's, it's worse than being in the military. Yes. Lila, did you know KP was in the Navy? Yeah. He mentioned mm -hmm. it. Yeah. KP stands for Kitchen Patrol. <laughs> she thanked me for my service when I showed up. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to think of something. Kardashian Patrol. Now we're talking. He wishes. <laughs> my mom is Armenian. <laughs> so. Kardashian Peaches. Kardashian Peaches. Lila, do, hmm. Lila would, would you like to hear another song by the band and see if this uh, sways your opinion at all? Okay. Okay. Uh, what <laughs> interesting? What what song do you think? So the way to, to, way to all right. So the band is interesting because you're going to hear about them a, a couple different ways. I remember seeing the last waltz when I was in seventh or eighth grade and thinking it was cool but not loving it. Right. Then you know songs from them. So take a load off, Fanny is probably one of the. Uh, which by the way, that's not the name the of weight. the song. It's the the weight. weight, correct. Um, that's one of the all-time songs where you're like, someday you're going to be driving a car and that song's going to come on the radio and it's just going to fit whatever you're doing. So that might be a song you could catch her with. And then otherwise, there is what I'm going to lead into for Ken. Uh, what I think is all the stuff, like their famous songs that I like, there's one that stands out that's going to stand the test of time. And it's also problematic. 
but I think the weight might be one you could probably catch wrong. Kahuna, do you have the weight for Lila by chance? I do. Can you play the one with um, the staple singers? Ooh. I'm sorry, that... but I can't. You can't listen to it? I can. What, so you... Oh, you just can't with, with the band, with this podcast anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even? Is that what you were about to say, Lila? No. All right, just give me one second. But yeah, no, now, I think that this is this is probably one of my favorite songs. Lila, when you saw Kids Bop, yeah. did they acknowledge Robbie Robertson's passing? Did they do anything to mark the occasion? I, you saw Kids Bop live in concert. Yeah, two times. Yeah. In my lifetime. All right. Ever, Ty. Lila, okay. you ready? Well, tell me if Kids Bop yeah. ever did this. First of all, can you admit that's cool to have a double neck guitar? I Pretty cool, right? So that's Levon Helm, the drummer. You ever see a drummer as a lead singer before? This is my yeah. first time ever seeing it. But I feel like no. I see the guitar player lead singer. That happens a lot, right? So this one's a, a drummer being the lead singer, and his his voice. You know when you hear a British person sing and you can't tell they're British? Yes, Archie mm-hmm. You nailed it. So now when you hear Levon Helm sing, you're like, oh shit, this guy's from Arkansas. There's no, he, he can't hide it in his singing voice. So the other one I heard that was interesting is that this was obviously on a sound stage, but this is from the last waltz. This girl has a beautiful voice. Yeah, Mavis Staples. Oh, uh, it's, it's like, it's soothing. It's weird that this wasn't part of the concert. This wasn't part of the last waltz. The, the show itself, no, this was on a sound stage. Uh, they did this in Evangeline with, uh, what's her name? The country. Emmy Lou Harris. There you go, nailed it. Or Lila, what do you think? Like it. You do like yeah. it? This is a fun one. All right. And the harmonizing, it's outrageous. It's so good. That's the thing that they miss about this, because later like, we'll get I into like, it. I don't like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> I'm not like that. Okay, but you're See, they're bringing like what you got? Are you looking at that I'm doing one at a time? It's a broadcasting trick. You'll see. You'll have your own podcast soon. <laughs> it's going to be called Get Off My Back, Dad. <laughs> With Lila Krantz. Hosting Lila Krantz. Also. Yeah, you'll need a stage name. <laughs> Lila Jagger. That's a- <laughs> I gave you a cool stage name. All right. Go on. I'm Mick Jagger's All right, so- daughter. I wish. Surprise. <laughs> so that wasn't bad? Yeah. We Okay. Now they, another type of music that came in there too is that the Staples singers obviously brought some soul to it. But for white boys, those guys had some soul. They had Bruce Springsteen in that Robbie Robertson documentary said that they were blessed with three of the greatest white singers who ever lived. And then if you would one of them in your band, you would have had one of the greatest bands of all time. It's, yes. And and to have three. And then to have a, a guy on the drums that can sing like that. Like there wasn't many 
He played. He did everything too. Certain songs he took the drums off and just played the mandolin. Sometimes he did. They they all played multiple instruments, which mm-hmm. is what I thought was so cool. Um, so yeah, they hated Ronnie Hawkins for a while, but then it's like, oh man, that coach was really hard on me, but yeah. he taught me how to be a right. winner kind yes. of thing. Yeah, it was like Bobby Knight. That's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he, he did throw a chair at my head, but you know how much mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how much faster my reflexes are now? Um, it's super fast. Super fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but people also forget just how. When when they came out and and I made mention of it before, how sort of self indulgent rock music had gotten. And, well, the and band's the, name would be, and this is kind of a great point because I, I forgot you really did a great job explaining this one. The band's name would be the person, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, right? You know what I mean? Or it would be so and so's band, the Steve Miller Band. It, it's always a person, and then you had the band, which is again I don't even get into the the namesake band of it. And the the band, right? So when and I tell people, I say, oh, yeah, the band is probably my favorite band. And they're like, yeah, really cute. What are you, like one of those guys that doesn't answer questions? <laughs> no, they're called the band. And do you want to know why they were called the band? Because the band. Do you know this one? I wouldn't be shocked. You are she Ken Kranz's daughter. Doesn't. Like uh, your dad will tell a good version of it then. This is how they became known as the band. Well, when they, they were recording with Bob Dylan – uh, and they would be walking around Woodstock and everybody would just refer to them as the band. And then when they were trying to come up with names, they just thought that the band felt like it fit them the most. But the I band, I want the band. Also, they would say, Bob Dylan would say, give it up for the band. Yeah. And then they became known as the band. Like, oh, yeah, those guys are in the band. And then it just kind of – so the accidental names are the funniest ones that uh, people come up with. Like if you, um, it's like when someone tries to force a nickname. You know what I mean? If you went up to some, first of all, Lila Jagger is a cool name. Or, or Lila Bug. Lila Bug, that's yep. a good one yes. too. Yeah. But if you went up and you were like, or "Yeah, everybody Bucky. calls me Nails," everybody would just be like, "Whatever, dude." You know? Uh, do you know how Kahuna got his nickname? You, because cause your uncle Chris Covert is racist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, he um, um, too many Chris's. Too many Chris's? What do you got? What were you going to say? Um, Come on, you got something. Because you told me this, but now I'm forgetting What did it. I tell you? Oh, why Why he's Kahuna? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I thought just, I just feel like he looks like a big Kahuna. He is the big Kahuna around yeah. here. People, it's like Chief, right? That's, yes, yeah. that, there was like a Polynesian type right. thing too. He looks like he could be a Samoan guy if he wanted to. He, meanwhile, he's Irish. You know what I mean? Which is fun. I'm Irish. You're Irish too. That's right. And Jewish and Scottish and Polish and Welfish and Germish. Germish? Germish. Lila, are you a person or a variant of COVID? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you made it in a lab and ch- <laughs> Cabbage. Cabbage? Yeah. Your cabbage? I knew it. Hmm. Interesting. So I was I was starting to say that um, people forget just how huge they were initially when those first two records came out. They were only the second rock band ever to be on the cover of Time magazine. The band was the band. I didn't and know the, that. The, in nineteen seventy, 
And the only band who had done it before them was the Beatles. No, it was Johnny Bananas and the Hot Steppers. Actually, <laughs> that that was um. That might have been the coolest thing Lyle has ever said. <laughs> Top five. No, she ain't done yet. This, she's just warming up, I think. All right. What uh, you you had a you had a clip you wanted us to yeah, watch. Yeah. So All so right. this one was worth mentioning. So there's a, a couple of things. Um, the band to me, the the more. All three of my favorite bands are bands that I I liked when I first heard, but then when I did a deep dive, loved. uh, Then I you sat there and you're like, all right, there's a lot more. It's like uh, you 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 saw Shrek, right? Yeah. Shrek's great. Shrek's got that one big line: "Ogres are like onions." You know, you peel a little bit back, and there's always more underneath. And so that's all the great bands are always that way too, where you're like, all right, these guys do kind of like a country type thing or whatever. And then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like. They're writing some incredible songs and stuff. Get so out my, of my oh yeah, they write a song about um, the uh, uh, French Catholics coming to America and being sent down to uh, different parts of Canada and having to suffer through a long winter because they weren't allowed to be in Protestant parts of Canada. Like they write some really complex stuff. And one thing that they wound up writing about, which I thought was interesting, because Robbie Robertson, who just passed away, wrote all the band's songs. He wrote all the lyrics. Interesting. Interesting, you said. Interesting, like is it supposed to be? It's weird. It's Very not interesting. Uh, well, am I the one saying it wrong? We could both be wrong. True. <laughs> it could be like something completely random. It could like be random. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that Robbie wrote about that I thought was interesting. Your dad said they're from Canada, right? These are rural guys from Canada, and then they meet Levon Helm's dad. And Levon is from Arkansas. You can hear it in his voice. Deep, deep south. Great guy. Really cool dude. But his dad was from a time and place in Arkansas when they would confidently say the south was going to rise again. And not necessarily in his heart. It wasn't a hate thing. It was a we're going to get we're going to separate again because we do things different here in the south. Time and place by the Queens of the Stone Age. (laughs) She is (laughs) well versed. That is a good I've been. uh been playing a lot of the new Queens Blasting of the Stone Age it. album for her. And I'm like, I'm so they wrote about the I'm Civil War. It. Have they have they taught you about the Civil War yet in school? What do you think? I'm Which a seven-year-old person going into second grade. And then I'm gonna be like, Miss Bianchi, my first grade teacher, is gonna be like, okay, today class we are learning about the Civil War. <laughs> like, you think that would ever happen? No. No. Welcome to the present, kid. I was going to say, we're, this is getting. I want. I want to do just a podcast. Of just, we have her on American Loser, let, teach no, her about the Civil War. I don't even want to be there. I just want to listen to it. <laughs> I want you in a room by yourself, free floating. Uh, so, right, Lila, we we don't have to get into all of the specifics, but there was a point in the eighteen hundreds where America went to war oh my with God, itself. Where you were born? Because <laughs> oh. you're old. Oh yeah, she's you didn't throwing know. heaters now. Yeah, yeah. Now she's <laughs> now, now she, so it's now weird. She's getting now it's weird for Canadians to write a song about something so American, American and from such a different part. So it's weird as they wrote this beautiful song called "The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down." And I'm going to see if Kahuna can bring up the the. I, we don't have to show it obviously for the video part, but I want you to be able to see this. Check this out. Um, so this is a cover of the band. And by the way, Robbie Robertson. You ever see a guy that looks like they might be a girl? Wait, we can't see I anything, guess. right? I just saw it at the playground. Oh, Lila, look. So look at this one. So that is, that's Joan Baez, right? But Robbie Robertson, the lead singer of the band, when he didn't have a mustache, 
That just looked like him with a little eyeshadow on to me. <laughs> oh, now, God. Now, and I... now here's him singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's, here's her singing their version. She's singing a song about the Confederacy. And this was on Dis- Those are the Muppets. This was on the Muppet Show. So they're all singing a song about when the Federal Army came and burned down their town. <laughs> That's, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure For hundreds of people died. Disney. <laughs> uh, death, For the Muppets destruction. on Disney Channel. Yep. The Muppets aren't even singing the... The night ah. they drove old Dixie down. And they're doing a little... Oh, Rizzo the Rat is in here. He's a carpetbagger. <laughs> Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo the Rat. You know they did a cover of The Wait? No, did they really? Did they? So this is hilarious, by the way, if they're able to do this, because this is a very heavy song. And it's uh, they say it's problematic because it perpetuates the, the lost cause myth and stuff, but that's not really fun for a music podcast. A lot of songs. But they did a full cover of this one, too. So the band, okay, let's see who else would you like. Would you like Mumford and Sons? I don't think she would have ever heard Not big on Mumford. What about, what's the guy, uh, Toes in the Water? Zach Brown? You like him at all? Are you talking stuff? Because I don't know what stuff you're talking about. I hear you. Lila, did you ever see the Sesame Street where um, Bert and Ernie uh, do a table reading of Schindler's List? (laughs) That's sort of what that reminded me of. (laughs) So it's very weird that they did that. But the band had a huge influence. People wanted to be a part of the band, but they weren't good enough. And then the band had this huge, huge moment where Martin Scorsese, I know for a fact you don't remember it, but Ken used to tell us how many times you saw a movie called The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I ask her all the time. And I'm like, "Uh, what rating is that? And you're like, rated R. And I'm like, that's exactly why I don't want to watch it. I ask her all the time. Anytime we're like leaving somewhere in public. I don't know this. I'm always like, hey, Lila, you want to run home and watch Wolf of Wall Street with me? I just like seeing people's faces around me. <laughs> and it had no effect on her until she asked for uh, midgets to throw against a dartboard for her birthday. <laughs> Can we get dwarves like they had? In the- <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about the last waltz and, and wrap it up. It's the only reason they're famous, but they made no money on it. That blew my mind. Yes. It's, kind of, it's kind of like Escape from Jacksonville. <laughs> Excuse me, Jimmy Fallon says goodbye to... Late night with the Muppets. Yeah, that's um, them singing the way. Lila, do you see? So that's Dr. Teeth right back there. And then in front of him, that's Zendaya right there. <laughs> 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 oh, so Zendaya was in <laughs> Electric Mayhem. <laughs> Wait, you're right. She was. Damn right. How cool is that? First of all, the Muppets rule. Their music history is amazing. Yes. That'd be a great episode for you as well. It would, I would love to interview one of these puppets. So they finally got this big, they decide they're going to quit on tour, the band, right? They're huge. They got accepted. Everybody respects them and loves them. And they decide they're going to call it quits on the road because they're making all their money on the road. So they get Martin Scorsese, the guy who directed Wolf of Wall Street, huge music fan. 
he comes in, he's going to make a documentary. He's going to record their final concert, right? So he goes ahead and he's ready to cut their final concert or whatever. He doesn't know that we can see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. But, um, <laughs> I'm watching. Anyway, so they do this big, big movie, huge production, and it's famous. It's instantly famous. They get it's, every famous it's person. It's called The Last Waltz. Oh, by the way, um, Dad, a.k.a. Ken, a.k.a. <laughs> um, one second. You'll get it. No, remember, no, no hard bombs here. All right, no f bombs. <laughs> um, Eliyahu, aka Eli Heschel. Uh, Do you want to watch Wall, Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, Street when you get home? Yeah, I do. No, because you're gonna go to your girlfriend's house. Yes, I am. And I'm, I'm gonna go to my mom's. Yes, <laughs> this feels like a different podcast episode, Lila. Um. <laughs> So, Lila, so what they do is Robbie Robertson decides they've been on the road at this point close to 20 years. Whoa. I, I didn't know it was that long. And yeah. he is, I think, you know, I think it was like 16 years, 17 years. I mean, if you think like from 1958 to what was it, 73? Oh, 76. 74? I don't know why I want to say 76. Oh. 1976. But it's filmed in... It took a few years to come out. Like I, w I was reading. A yes. Okay. Yes, Lila. By the way, you're on Google. I'm on Google. Yep. Yes. You have we found oh. pictures for the green screen was on Google. So now we know that you're on Google, and people could look you up, and but they could also kind of stalk you now. <laughs> well, let's hope nobody uh, stalks me. I, I think of the nine. The NRA people. has largely moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked most of them. Um, Remember that spam? Like someone? Yes. Yeah. Lila, for the love of God, let's let's get through the last waltz and go home and go on with our lives. KP's got a KP's got a career to get back to, and you know, in everyone. plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Robbie Robertson decides they've been on the road too long and he wants to call it quits. And they put on this massive concert on Thanksgiving Day. They give out 5,000 turkey dinners. By the way, it's 556. That. No, that's. What? It's. It's military time. Yeah. It's almost four o'clock. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'm totally wrong. Um. And uh, they film they film this concert, Lila. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese films it, and um, comes out a couple years later. It's a huge hit. Goes to all these festivals, oh, wins all these oh, awards. Lord. But you know what I found was so interesting, and it's widely regarded, Lila, okay. as whenever people do like the best of rock music, uh, pick like rock concert picks it's it's widely regarded as the best one ever released. I, I would like to know what's coming in second maybe the rolling stones one give me shelter maybe that yeah. one but i mean what else is touching it yeah pink floyd in uh italy maybe in rome but they got every this is the coolest thing they did because they were so respected lila they got all their friends all their famous friends to come out and do songs with them and the band was so good that they could play other people's famous songs, but almost make them better because they were that talented of musicians. So everybody showed up. It's like 
if we were to do a big roast of your dad. Like yeah. the biggest? We were going to do a big like, roast. All of his friends would get together and we would all do a big night for your dad to I honor him. I should probably be there. You absolutely – you will be. Don't oh. worry. We're going to write for him. We're going to roast you, your dad one day. Do you want to um, – off topic, would you like to tell keep KP one or two of your favorite roast jokes? And, Ooh. What do you got? Sure. You can say them. Okay. This one I did like a long time ago. Like one time you were like saying something to me, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, at least I'm not talking to someone. Well, I am talking to someone whose nickname is Eliyahu, has this haircut that I don't even know like is even possible to have. Literally 47 gray eyebrows, gray hair, gray mustache, gray beard. Ila, why are you so mean? <laughs> this man loves you. I know. I. I... <laughs> you think you think he's going to take um anybody and watch The Wolf of Wall Street? No. No. Honestly, probably Nicole. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Gypsy. <laughs> um, what what's Daddy's favorite roast joke that you wrote about him? That I look like. Oh my God! Wait. Um, if you say propaganda, um, is it the <laughs> is it the Cartman one? No. Should I tell you the Cartman one? No, do do the vagina one. Uh oh. Okay, if you ever had a vagina, and I'm pretty sure it's named Janice, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm, I'm understanding. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, you would not treat it right, and. <laughs> And looks like he it. Said, so your dad looks like if he had a vagina, he wouldn't treat it right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you need to take, take care of it, go to the park with it, and put it on maps. It's 16 o'clock, everybody. So, Lila, in summation, um... Did 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 you did you have fun? Did we did we help convince you about the band in any way, shape, or form? Like when we, like when we get in she the car. She said she liked the weight. She said she didn't Wait, hate the weight. Mommy's driving me back home, not you. But that's right. That's right. But when you get uh -huh. back when you get back in the car, you can ask your mom to turn on the band. Nope. No. TikTok radio or something. Hmm. TikTok radio. Mm. What about The Last Waltz? Do you think that's something you would like to watch with me one day? No. <laughs> no? I usually did that when, like, something I tasted good. <laughs> so when I saw it, like I said, I saw this movie, I was in seventh or eighth grade, and my friends were older, so I wanted to act cool. I didn't hate it, but no. I wasn't appreciating it. And I think about ten years later, I saw it, and I said, all right, that's pretty awesome. So That's the when I get. Kids didn't like you or liked you now. They liked me. I had to pretend I liked it so that I wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, "Get out of here, little kid." You know what I mean? I was trying to be cool. Could have literally make them do you do you I know? Do you know what I found so interesting that I was reading in um, Robbie Robertson's? Uh, you know, that they made no money that off guy, of it. No, after that guy passed. passed away, but then came back to life and now has a happy life. But she had free life, afterlife, midlife, and end life. Mm. And then when she dies, she is going to go to this place. It's super cool. And then after like a hundred years, goes back to Earth. And has it all to itself with friends and family. 
You think, no strangers. You think they put all of that in the Robbie <laughs> Robertson in memoriam issue of Rolling Stone yeah. magazine? He did. He did talk quite a bit about. It. <laughs> you think they put that in there? Yeah. Um, can we quote you on that, Lila? <laughs> Uh, what they said, what Robbie Robertson, and I never knew this, um, after the last waltz, he never returned to touring the rest of his life. You told me that in a text and I yeah. did not know that was true. So I still didn't know it. So 19, I think that was filmed in 73. In 1998. Um, so, yeah, 76. It came out in 76. So it was filmed in 73 or 74. So like 74 was when... Mom was born. Yeah, that's when your mom was born. <laughs> so this guy stopped born. this guy stopped touring the year your mom was born and never and and just died. Yeah, he died uh just a few weeks ago and he never he never Wait, toured Bobby like Robinson? he really was sick of it. He did. Now by the way, something kind of cool, he went into the rest of the band. They had to go back out on the road. No. And then um so back to Wolf of Wall Street for a second. The soundtrack for that movie was done in part by Robbie Robertson. So the guy who just passed away, he started working Wait, with Martin Scorsese. Robbie Robertson passed away? Yeah. He died. He died. Uh, what, Why do you think we're here ago? today? Uh, we're celebrating the music of Robbie Robertson. That's not true because you wanted to say, hey, uh, so my friend KP is here. Um, <laughs> if you could roast him, you know, about the band since you don't like – them, even though you only heard one song of them, yeah, could you do that? That it, uh, you told me nothing about uh, that. Robbie Robinson is dead. Robbie oh. Robinson is dead. Two minutes okay. ago, he's are you, dead. Are you okay with it? No. You want to know no. what happened? To all the members of the band, Richard Manuel committed suicide, and if you looked at him, you'd think, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Rick Danko died um, in his sleep. He died. Yeah, Rick Danko. Rick Danko was first of all he was really he was a cool looking guy he looked like he'd be very fun to hang out with skinny guy his whole life got into a bad car accident as a kid and then his excuse was that heroin was the only thing that made his back pain go away and then he got when he got off of heroin he got very 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 fat and this is me talking so uh, then he died right um, then uh, what's it? So Richard Manuel's dead. Rick Danko's dead. Then Why Levon, is everybody dying? Well, they were these are old guys. Well, they lived they a long life. They didn't take great care of themselves out on the road. Levon smoked cigarettes all the time, so he died of throat cancer. He actually couldn't sing for a couple of years. That cool guy playing the drums, when he would try to sing, it was hard to sound a little bit like this, and it wasn't very good to hear. But he'd still Levon Elm, so you want to try to see. <laughs> and then oh, he could you imagine if he had to get one of them cancer kazoos? Oh. The night they drove all day. <laughs> Take a load off, Fanny. <laughs> Take a load off. All right. I got to recharge my battery. <laughs> <laughs> so he died. Now, the only guy – so then uh, Robbie Robertson, he went out to Hollywood and he was working with Martin Scorsese. He worked on movies and stuff. And he did – he lived pretty long for a guy that probably oh he did he made, he a made lot it of to cocaine. 80. And there's one guy left. One guy left. Me. Correct. <laughs> One guy is still alive. His name is Garth Hudson. And this was interesting, right? So Interesting. This one, you'll like this one, actually. They had to, Garth Hudson was a musician. Like his family was all musicians. They were smart okay, people. Okay. So they said he wanted to run off and join a rock and roll band and his parents didn't support him. They said, you okay. can't do that. So That's he did. just rude because your whole family 
You should support him, right? The whole family musician. Like, growing up, like, after he was born, like, I don't know, mother or father said, I hope he's a musician. A musician? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. So, and then runs off to Hollywood or something. Not even Hollywood. He just ran off to oh. be a musician. So yeah, this is what right? they did. You'll uh-huh. like this. Um, he's a, a parents like, oh my God, when you were a baby, we did not want you to be a musician. We wanted you to be. Be what? Like a doctor. And then opposite day. Boom, that never happened. So you know what Garth Hudson became? Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Like the old version. Lady Garth Garth. Because, baby, you were born this way. (laughs) The old version of Lady Gaga. Just Lady Gaga copied that and got all. You're not wrong. Got all the fame and fortune. Well, they would have to pay him more because he he would say he was the teacher. They would call him the music teacher, and he would make a little extra so that yeah, his, I, so his I, family wouldn't disown him. That's yeah. what they did. Yeah, he wanted to be. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do with us. Like they had to convince him to be in a rock band, mm-hmm. and then he has to go. My family won't support me unless yeah. you guys pay me for lessons, which he couldn't give. So yeah. it was pretty yeah, funny, man. True. This would you know be fun if you did if you did your deep dive that you and Chip normally do, and then had this as an addendum to it as well. Yeah, to show that because it. I'm telling you, you're gonna laugh because it's gonna take. A, how old are you now? 34? Downgrade, I'm seven. Downgrade, you're seven? Yep. 37? 77. So you're seven right now. So I would say you're about nine years away from when you're going to. Yeah, you're going to be in high school and then you're going to start to sit there and be like, all right, my dad's music is pretty cool. The stuff that your dad likes right now is pretty cool. And then you're going to start to like it. And then after that, you're going to sit there and be like, you know, this is nice background music. This is – it takes you back to a time and a place. So I think you're going to grow into an appreciation for this. So it would be very funny for me if in 10 years you did another podcast episode on this and you yeah. sat there and you said, well, damn it. That fat Irish kid was right. <laughs> I do like this music. <laughs> I want you to say that word for word. <laughs> Funniest part is him calling himself a kid. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody had their headphones off, and then I'm like, Hi. "Well, because we're we're done we're done playing now. songs, and I think I think we're gonna wrap it up." I okay. Think you know it. Plot twist. What if they play a song and you're oh I'm too late. I need my headphones. <laughs> You know what? That's a good point. Plot twist. We got another song coming up. Another Muppet song. Um, KP. Yes? Where where can people find you? You got anything you want to plug? If you guys have not checked it out already, uh, Escape from Jacksonville, please check it out. Got clips on Instagram. A couple of them have gone viral. Let's make one more go viral. How about that? It was directed by the big Kahuna, too. Also, he's got another project coming out for me. What do you think, Kahuna? We can put you on the spot right now. When can people find our next project, also known as Buzzer Beater History? This is coming out this Sunday. I love it. I Uh, love it. What time, though? That's up to you. I'll figure it out. I'm going to put that as a premiere on there. I think uh, Kahuna's got a trailer for me, too. It's a fun idea. We did it right here in the studio. You ever see uh, an electric dog shot collar before, Lila? Okay, that? Uh Uh-uh. You've never seen one of those before? Because you... And never go say that again. 
A dog shot collar? No. We're going to do multiple episodes of this, Lila. No. We okay. put dog shot collars on people and quiz them about history. And when they got the answer wrong, and I was I got a lot of stuff wrong, I had to get shocked with the dog collar. Okay. Opposite <laughs> Those of things hurt. I've, I've it was, it wasn't them. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do you know? <gasps> you found history? He's going to be I, I, He's going to be on My episode baby. two. My cousins, when we were kids, had a dog. And they had the thing, why? and I was just curious. Just why? Why? Because they didn't want it running away. Because yeah. men live be super. Men don't live as long. Then. That's why. So, <laughs> if you know, it's proven that like women live like ten years longer than men. Mm-hmm. This is who run the world, girls. Lila. Girls. Do you, do girls do run the world, which is why I want to know yeah, why do you allow so many children no to die in pregnant, Africa? Be, by the way, will you stop women, the wars? Stop the wars, Lila. <laughs> women are. If women didn't get pregnant, then men wouldn't be alive. This is true. It is true. Yeah. It is true. Although my but, friend, my friend Bruce Jenner used to tell me. <laughs> no, that men got pregnant and women no, no. You know what, Lila? That feels like. Um, <laughs> That feels like a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> that feels like a maybe compound media. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're going into where, and you know what? It's late, and people people it's gotta go. We only four eleven. Yes, I know. It's, it's not late. It's, it's late. It's, it's past late. My bedtime. On your way out, no, can you just not. tell Kahuna that you loved him in House Party? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so look, look for buzzer beaters. Buzzer beater history will be out this weekend. Labor buzzer Day beater weekend. history. Wait, um, host Lila. You want to host the next one? I'm, yeah. I'm game for that. That would be. She'd be a character on that one yeah, too. We got some. Me and Covert are talking about something cooking too. By the way, we'll talk after the the show wraps. All right. And Belso, thank you for having me. Kenny. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming on, Lila. Any anything you want to promote? Where where can people find you? I've um, uh, got some okay. summer reading to Every do. Every year, um, I like in June I have a recital, and that's at Shoreline Dance Academy. Look it up on Google. Don't look it up on Google. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Stay <laughs> away from my kid. Number. So you had a big and dance recital. Then you could go to the dance recital. It's beautiful. Um, I'm going to be in the um, like five to seven, but then when I turn eight, well, I'm not going to actually say. Oh, anything. I thought five to seven was how many people we had no. to bring. Um, that was a great joke for I mean, just me and your dad. <laughs> and um, when I turn um, eight, I'm going to be in a different class. And my birthday, I'm, I'm not going to do a full description. Just going to say it's in March. Okay. That's all. Okay. Because I'm not going to get tracked down. <laughs> I'm going to track you down. Lila, you are as funny as I was told, by the way. Thank you for letting me hang out today. Thank you, Lila, for coming on. I'm the host, so thank you for coming on. <laughs> there it is, your new host of I Love Rock and Roll. Uh, you can catch me uh, if this comes out today or tomorrow. You can catch me all weekend with Brett Ernst at uh, at Stress Factory. Cousin Louie from Cobra Kai, folks. Go see him. And um, October 20th and 21st, Sun- Sunshine City Comedy Club. 
in uh, Tampa. Actually, stress factory. I'm the week. You're in St. Pete Stat Beach, factory. actually. St. Pete's yeah, Beach. Even yeah. nicer. Even yeah. nicer, to be I'm honest. I'm excited. I'm nicer. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll I see you next week. Super fun. Bye. Uh,